Hey, hey, welcome to the Unchained Sex Cast. I'm Sierra Booker, sex and intimacy coach and sex enthusiast. I'm about to make your life a lot spicier. I help people find their truths and live their desires shame free. My goal is to break the generational and cultural shame around sexuality and sex, all while helping make your sexual experiences with yourself, partner, significant other in your life, everything that you desire. I am full of resources and I am extremely straight to the point. So if you are ready for the unsugarcoated talks, I'll be covering everything under the birds and the bees, aka sex. Welcome to the Unchained Sex Cast. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Unchained Sex Cast. I love talking about orgasms, so I needed an episode that was dedicated entirely to vulva orgasms. All the freaking orgasms. Because 80% of women who think they've had an orgasm actually haven't. Those are some scary motherfucking numbers, y'all. That means that most of the people that I have talked to over eight years, I don't know why the number eight's coming up so much, that is a huge number of people that I have interacted with that have never even actually had an orgasm. So we're going to talk about vulva orgasms. And as a vulva owner, what kind of orgasms you can have, being interested in your own pleasure and invested in your own pleasure is priority. Someone else can love you only as much as you love yourself. So if you are not invested in your pleasure, and I hate to break it to you, trying to orgasm with a partner is probably never going to fucking happen. You have to be invested in your own pleasure and you have to be invested in being able to turn yourself on, being sensual with yourself and being able to seduce yourself. This is where I realize where there is someone who has not had an orgasm, someone who's never been told that they can seduce themselves, someone who's never been given a tour of their own body and maybe they don't even know the proper anatomy of their genitals, someone who's never been in touch with their sensual side. For me, I was out of touch with my sensuality for many years. I just chalked it up to as I'm just not a sensual person. I literally said that. I literally said that to someone out loud one day. (laughs) And as it escaped my mouth, I realized, wow, that's dumb as fuck. How have I believed that for that long? And it took me saying it aloud to another human to realize that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. That is the biggest line of bullshit Sierra has ever fed Sierra. And that is, I'm just not a very sensual person. And some of you listening to this are probably like, what? How could you ever think that you're not a sensual person? Like, you're the epitome of sensuality. I would have people right now that would tell me, you're what I think of when I think of sensuality. And I just want you to know that there was a point in my life where I said, I am just not a very sensual person, which is false. Fucking bullshit. We all have sensuality, but most of us have been turned off to it, ignored, or been in an environment where we are in fight or flight. And sensuality and sexuality is just non-existent because we're in survivor mode. So take that pressure off. I want you to imagine a world where you were invested in your pleasure. You are invested in the art of seducing yourself and taking yourself on dates and buying yourself the nice fucking outfit or the really good smelling pheromone perfume. I want you to think of a world where you are 
turning yourself on on a daily. Every day you have moments where you are like, oh, I'm just so loving this. Or if you're like me, oh, my nipples are so fucking hard right now. You guys will hear me say that on a daily. If you were in my life, you would hear me literally say that almost on a daily basis. I'm talking about how hard my nipples are because something is getting me so fucking excited. Think of a world where you are invested in your pleasure because that is the only world where you will have a partner who is equally invested in your pleasure as well. If you are not giving it to yourself, then you cannot have someone else giving it to you. If you have never had an orgasm, or maybe you are really confused if you ever really have, I want you to imagine a place where you can go that is safe and safe for you to explore, and it is a judgment-free area where you can just be yourself, okay? We're gonna live in this world for a while. I mean, for me, I wanna live in it for the rest of forever. You can make the call on your own terms, but this is the world where I'm gonna live in. So talking about the different types of orgasms, when a vulva owner is in her body and fully can embody her pleasure, this is things that we work with, All the things that I just talked about would describe a person who is fully embodied, someone who is invested in their pleasure and not only invested, but connected, connected to their pleasure, connected to their ability to turn themselves on. They would be what I am calling living a life you want to fuck, living a life that turns you on. They are in control. They are not riding the fucking passenger seat. Most of us, many of us have rode the passenger seat in our life. We've rode the passenger seat in our sex life and allowed our partner to be in control. And, you know, whatever they do is what we do. We're we're never talking about what I want or my desires or what I would prefer this time. We're just kind of riding passenger. We're not living in that world. We're living in a world where you are driving and you're invested in your pleasure and you are fully embodied. Different types of orgasms for vulva owners. When we live in that world, it's going to make orgasming so much more easier. Orgasms are just going to come. Sex is not focused and should not be focused around orgasms. Orgasms just happen when the connection is there, when it's right. Now, obviously, there's a lot of people out there who can have orgasms without deep connection, without hardly any connection at all. There are so many different types of orgasms out there, but in order to really experience true body releases and true orgasmic pleasure, you need to be connected with yourself and with your body. And then your partner can then be connected with you and be invested in your pleasure as well. And having a partner that's invested in your pleasure, like they care what your needs are. They care about your needs. They want to know how you get off. They want to know what makes you come. They want to know what turns you on. They want to be invested. If you don't have a partner who's invested in what turns you on or invested in your pleasure, that's a whole different conversation, okay? So we're going to get back to orgasms for vulva owners. There's so many different types of orgasms. You know, some of the ones that come to mind that a lot of people don't know about would be like energetic orgasms where there might not be any touch at all, but you are just literally in this heavy, intoxicating, erotic energy and you're with a partner and you don't need any feeling at all. You can maybe just have your partner hover their hands right above you and you're feeling that. There are so many, I've met quite a few people who have had energetic types of orgasms over nipples, over the vulva, just over different erogenous areas of the body. So your energetic orgasms are definitely those rare breed of orgasms that a lot of people don't hear a lot about. 
More popular types of orgasms that you probably have heard about would be clitoral or G-spot. Now your clitoral orgasms are actually going to be like your main type of orgasms for a vulva owner. And I say that because your clitoris is a really intricate organ in your body and its sole purpose is only pleasure. To our knowledge right now, the clitoris is the only organ in anyone's body that is designed specifically for pleasure. I want you to imagine the clitoris. Most people know, well, I shouldn't say this. Most people don't know where the clitoris is actually located. <laughs> um, but I'd like to think that a lot more people are figuring it out, especially since it only got introduced to textbooks um, less than 10, 12 years ago. So people are starting to figure out where the clitoris is located. But to most people's knowledge, the clitoris is just a small area at the very top of the vulva. So if you were to take the labias and follow them all the way up to the top to the very start of the vulva spread the labias right there that is where you would find the glans clitoris which is usually the only part that is usually really exposed in a vulva so this is the main part where people know where the clitoris is if you have learned exactly where this specific spot of the clitoris is give yourself a pat on the back Woo, we found part of it most women who do not have that area stimulated during sex or during foreplay, it's going to be really hard for them to become aroused. That is like our center for pleasure. Tapping, flicking, smacking, gently smacking, just rubbing, massaging, all different types of amounts of pressure, light pressure, just blowing. That area is our main erogenous zone, but there are so many fucking other areas. So let's not just dwell on the very tip part of the glands clitoris. The clitoris internally goes back actually way deeper and it goes down either side of the labias underneath the vulva. So that whole area is a erogenous zone. Part of the clitoris actually wraps around the vagina canal inside. So if you've ever heard of the magic spot called the G spot, which most people have, I'm going to describe to you exactly where it's at. So if you were make a C-shaped motion, that is where your G spot is going to be, right where your index finger is pointing. So C-shaped motion in the vagina curve. Your G spot is that bumpy walnut-sized area that is about two inches in the vaginal canal on the belly button wall. So the G spot is actually where the clitoris wraps around your vagina. So when you're stimulating the G spot, you are actually hitting a deeper, more internal part of the clitoris. Insane, right? So when you think of a G spot orgasm, you're like, oh, that's a G spot orgasm. But it's actually a type of clitoral orgasm as well. I'm going to not go through tons of different erogenous areas because I don't want to throw you a ton of things you've never heard before. I want you to slowly get it in. But that is your G spot. Let's talk about a different spot in the vagina that can help you reach climax. That is the U spot. So the U spot is actually right inside the vagina. So I want you to picture looking at the vulva and taking your finger and inserting it inside the vagina, like maybe just an inch and applying pressure right there. So like imagine taking your finger inside the vagina, inside the vaginal opening, and only about a few centimeters deep and just applying a little light tapping or a little pressure to that area. That is actually the U spot. It's right by, you can remember it by the U spot because it's right by your urethral glands. 
This is also from one area where squirting is believed to have come from, your urethral glands. That U spot is a very sensitive area and when stimulated correctly, it can definitely help you to have insane orgasms. So there's actually a U spot in your vagina, a G spot, a K spot, an A spot. There's so many different areas in your vagina that you can stimulate or have different pressure applied to that can help you orgasm. So I know the G spot is blown the fuck up because that's all that people have really known about. But I'm here to tell you there's like so many other areas that can give you deep orgasms just as deep as a G spot orgasm. So vulva owners, we have it made. Like guys, you just do a little stroking and you're squirting. For females and for vulva owners, we have so many different buttons to fucking push that will give us different types of pleasure and orgasms. So I cannot miss out our nipple orgasms, our anal orgasms, and of course our blended and tri-blended orgasms. So these are those definitely a little bit more experienced orgasms. If you've never had an orgasm before, then start out by exploring the external clitoral area. Definitely hit me up. We can talk through first timer toys or we can talk through different types of toys. Maybe you've tried a few, but you've just never found one that can help you orgasm. Maybe you're not really sure how to use the toys. I know I've come across that quite a bit where someone gets a toy and they're like, so what do I do with it now? Like you've just never been shown or given ideas on how to use it and how to give yourself pleasure. So that's what I'm here for. Give you all the dirty ideas, all the kinky ideas. Just remember that sex does not revolve around orgasms. You know, whenever you're bringing yourself exploration and pleasure and just different feelings, you're going to start to have those dopamine releases. You're going to start to relax. You're going to find that your blood pressure drops. You're not going to be as stressed out. The orgasms will then naturally come. I think it's really important too that I should mention the proper products being used. Anytime you're exploring the vulva area, lubricant is essential. Not only is lube essential to protect you from anything that you're inserting or introducing to the area, you have to think vulvas are extremely sensitive little bitches. We can just sit wrong in a swimsuit for too long and all of a sudden we have an infection. (laughs) So imagine what's underneath fingernails and on hands and in mouths, all that bacteria and germs. Vulvas are sensitive little things. So using a lubricant that is pH balanced, it can help provide that protective barrier against you and whatever you are touching yourself with. I always recommend a water-based lube for a vulva because it is going to be the closest to your own natural moisture you know, the lubricant that we sell, it's been a top selling lubricant in my store has been selling like freaking hotcakes for 30 something years now. It is the best water-based lube I have ever personally tried. And I have experimented with tons of different lubes and products. This lubricant is water-based and it re-wets itself. So what's best about that is if you get an original flavor, your partner will never know the difference. So if you are a little self-conscious or maybe you're on the dating scene, you don't want to have to whip the lube out every time, you can literally apply apply this lube before sexy time or even in the morning. And when you become aroused, it is going to re-wet itself. Remember I said it's re-wetting. So this lube will actually re-wet for up to 12 to 24 hours. So once you put it on, um, no, you're not going to be like a bucket all day unless you're like staring at pictures of Jason Momoa and turning yourself on. <laughs> then you might. But once you apply it and you become aroused, it will then use your own natural moisture to re-wet itself. So you're going to be slipping and sliding and ready to go. But lube is that protective barrier. One, two, it makes it so much more fun. Even if you're just exploring the clitoral area, rubbing a toy and rubbing your fingers across your body, it's going to make gliding so much smoother. Friction and 
rough friction can definitely be a turn on. I know definitely in certain situations that rougher friction can be a bigger turn on, but most of the time to prevent micro tearing and you can have micro tearing on the outside of the vulva, on the clitoral area, you can tear any of those areas. That skin can rip and tear. So if you have a water-based lube over the top, it's going to reduce that friction, make gliding and everything easier and protect you from micro tears. You do not want a ton of micro tears and tearing and soreness. Yeah, I definitely get every once in a while we like didn't use enough lube or we forgot or maybe it was just one of those rough raw dog and nights where you just had to fucking get it on and you didn't have time for the lube. I totally get that. There's definitely times where that happens. I'm going to warn you over time, the tearing and rips will lead to scar tissue. And you can only have so much scar tissue built up before you start to be desensitized. You're going to get to where over time, you're not going to feel things as sensitive as you used to. There's going to be a lot of scar tissue there. So just keep that in mind. It's best to get in healthy habits, use the damn lube, and apply the lube correctly. A lot of people don't know actually how to apply lube to a vulva correctly. I'm going to give you a little lesson on how to apply your lubricants today. So first off, wash your hands. If you are getting ready to play with a vulva, wash your fucking hands. Make sure you pay attention underneath your fingernails, especially if you just came home from work or you know you're about to get it on. Go wash your damn hands. I feel like most guys are actually pretty good with this. I will say they're very, most guys are pretty conscious of this. Washing your hands first is so important, especially when you think about this, illnesses and viruses are transmitted through droplets. And if you were to have those germs and that infection on your hand and you then insert it in your partner's vagina, they can get sick from that. That is droplet spread. You are inserting something into their mucous membranes directly into their body. You know how remember you take cold medicine and it like clears up your head and it also dries the fuck out of your vagina? That's because the same mucous membranes that are down there are also in your sinuses and your nasal cavities. So if you're taking medicine that's going to affect one, it's going to affect the other. Lube is so important on so many fucking levels. It's going to provide that protective barrier. It's going to make it so much more pleasurable and fun. And not to mention, a lot of the time you can grab a super tasty one. It's going to spice it up with a partner. Applying your lube correctly. So wash your hands first, of course. Then do one to two pumps on your fingers. So what you want to actually do is take your time and rub the outside of the vulva first. So the vagina is actually just the canal going inside the body. That is what your vagina is. The vulva is the entire external genitals, all of the genitals included. So a lot of people will be like, oh, girls have a vagina, boys have a penis. Girls actually have vulvas because we have way more than just a vagina. You're talking about one specific part of the vagina. It'd be like if we just said, guys have urethras. We're just talking about one specific part of the penis. (laughs) So let's start changing our language. Girls have vulvas. Vulva, not vagina. So you're going to take a few pumps. You're going to rub it on the outside of the vulva, get the clitoral area, get the labias, anywhere that you might be playing. If you're going to have a little anal play, go ahead and get the booty too. Get the outside. I always recommend doing like a different finger for booty play, but if you are clean, you've washed yourself, you're using a pH balanced water-based lubricant, use your own discretion. I do, however, recommend like once you go something to the back door, I don't recommend it to the front door. That will definitely increase your risk for infection and STIs and STDs. So if you're having sex with a partner and you're going anal to front, just use a condom, maybe use a condom anally and then take off the condom, put a new one on for vaginally, or maybe just use a condom during anal sex and then you can take that off and 
raw dog it for vaginal to each his own. Just know that's going to increase your risk for infection, but do a little on the booty, do a little bit on the clitoris outside the vulva, and then actually take a pump or two again on your fingers. So like we're talking at least four pumps here, one to two on the outside, one to two on the inside. Do one to two on your finger and then actually insert your finger into your vagina. Now this is where you're going to either just insert it and put it right in. Once you insert your finger into the vagina with the lube on, you can kind of just do like a, a sweep around motion really quickly and take it back out. And that's it. Some people I love <laughs> every time I've educated on how to use lube properly. I always have one person that tells me their story of how they put lube on. Almost 99% of the time, there's always one person who's like, oh, I just pump it on their penis and shove it on in. <laughs> I've definitely done this before. Yeah, who hasn't done that? Pump it on, shove it in, whatever. Who cares? Sometimes we don't have time to do it properly. If you are pumping it on the penis and shoving it in, you ever have that moment where you're like, you finally, you like get it in, but you're like, oh, okay. And you have that moment of like pinching pain. In that moment of pinching pain, you can cause micro tears. So putting your lube on beforehand is definitely going to prevent you. It's going to allow time for your mucous membranes to absorb the lubricant and to provide that safe protective barrier versus just pumping it on the penis and going in dry. You're not really distributing the lubricant where it needs to go first. Yeah, with all the friction and the humping and the in and out, it's going to get where it needs to go. Hell yeah, you're going to get it there. It's going to get messy. It's going to get everywhere. But in those few moments of like, pinching pain, you can still have some tearing. So this is how I... I recommend applying lubricant. Apply it first before anything is inserted. It's going to make it much more comfortable. Plus, you don't have to be so structured with it. Like, give your partner the lube while they're exploring and maybe they're already playing with you for a little bit and you're not even realizing that they put the lube on their fingers and they've already got you lubed up and ready to go. Like, make it fun. It doesn't have to be so cut and dry. Maybe give your partner a little show. Get on the bed doggy style with nothing but a G-string on and spread it for your partner. Give them a show. Like you don't have to be so structured, but applying the lube beforehand, before penetration, before crazy toy play, any of that, it's going to be more helpful. It's going to definitely make your time a lot more enjoyable. So I hope you like this episode talking all about vulvas and G-spots and clitorises and all the good juicy orgasms. Remember, sex is not penetrative and sex should not revolve around orgasms. Those are two things that just happen when you're enjoying yourself, when you're enjoying your partner, when you're connected to them, whenever you're speaking your desires and you're in those intimate moments. Those are things that are just going to naturally happen. Much for listening to the Unchained Sex Cast. For more, please follow us on Instagram under the Unchained Sex Cast or my coaching page, Inspired by Sierra. If you feel inclined, please feel free to share us with your friends. This is not a sponsored podcast, so it is by word of mouth. If you liked us, loved us, wanted to review us, please take a second and do so, and we would super appreciate it to help us organically grow. Thanks again for catching the Unchained Sex Cast. We'll see you on our next episode.